July 12th, 2012. Everything's comes up. Did I hear them? Hey, those headphones are on. Are they not? Did I not hear my own voice? They're not on. No, what? Crazy. It's just my insanity. No big deal. I, I think I... What? <laughs> God! Did you, just have a, did you just have a spell? <laughs> I, I just have a brain that is bad. Um, Whoa! Pappy Rodkin! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I... I think this room still has some reverb, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is my final appearance on Idol. I'll try some news for everyone. It's July 12th, 2012. This is the Idle Thumbs Kickstarter Progress Cast, the 16th and likely final one. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. And we have a bunch of news this time. It's an actual progress cast, for real, because there's progress that has been made and is being made. Oh, so we made some progress this week. Yep. We progressed. Mm-hmm. And then we casted. We are casting. Hmm. So let's talk about the final. I, I, we're done. Yeah. So. Well, we're done progress casting. Yeah. So as as you and... We and everyone else knows uh, it's taking us way too long to make our website, and that's continuing to be the case. So what we're going to do instead is just put up a temporary site that runs on Tumblr, and it will just be a place we can post uh, episodes and other and other uh, bits of news, like when we do the Saturday streams. We'll have those up there. Um, just a, a simple blog-based site yes. that will allow us to actually launch the real podcast for real. Inst- and, you know, be done with progress cast, go back to the real cast um, while we still finish up the actual site that has all the crazy stuff we're working on that's taking a long time because yeah. it's hard. I'm sure there are many of you listening to this going, well, no fucking shit. Why didn't you do this a little while ago? And the answer is um, it's just been taking us longer than we thought. Yeah, I mean, we thought we were going to be able to get the website We've been done operating faster. under the assumption that the website is just around the corner for so long at this point that we have to admit that it's not just around the corner, even though it is a website that we're all really goddamn proud of and I can't wait to put it up. It's just not actually ready enough yet. So um, as far as the Out of Thumbs podcast goes, we're going to be putting out numbered episodes starting very soon. We're going to be posting them on the blog on the homepage still on idlethumbs.net. Um, as far as other crazy weirder stuff like 30 Moves Ahead moving on to idlethumbs.net, that's still contingent on the um, on the full site going up, which we're still continuing to work on. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to happen. You know, it's just unfortunately yeah, it's, taking It's longer. taking long enough that we want to just start getting numbered full episodes after you guys. And so. We kind of realized, I mean, Chris was sort of the one who kind of eventually forced Jake and I to realize that you guys just really want the podcast to come back and not with some sort of shitty precursor at the beginning that says, progress, whatever, we'll be on for 20 or 30 minutes. We just want to make real podcasts. We have a real office. You guys have given us so much. So real podcasts. Get ready for that. Real, actual Cats. Real pods, real casts, real thumbs, idle thumbs. We're trying out some new branding. That's the new branding that you guys have. We've got the experts in working on that. So that's what they've mm-hmm. produced. We're focus testing that stuff right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let us know what you think. So if you receive a survey monkey email from us, just uh, go Th- ahead and get throw that. that away. Just, yeah, spam that. <laughs> uh, because it's someone posing as us now that we've said on this podcast if you receive a survey monkey email from us we're not actually sending a survey out no we don't we no. don't use these monkeys that was good <laughs> we don't use monkeys <laughs> um so we new, have more news also news item the second news news new news which one was it going to be sean i, no, I was good to- I, I was <laughs> yes <laughs> i was inhaling news to blast. do an epic news bumper <laughs> news Thanks. what is your bumper no, he did it. Oh, do your exactly what I was talking about. No, no, no. Sean can do the next one. News item the second. Um, 30 Flights of Loving, the game. It's going to be on Steam. We have wow. that completely confirmed now. Yeah, that, was, that was not what we were originally planning. Yeah, so the game was ready happy that a happened. little while ago, but um, we worked with Brendan, who was working with Steam, on actually hooking that up there. So it's looking like we're going to be sending out codes Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you were a backer, very very soon yeah so if you're a backer who pledged at what is it thirty dollars or above you'll get a steam code and that will redeem the game with the exclusive gold bloom mode 
and that mode will only like that build will only ever be available yeah. for those backers. There's, so there's basically special data sitting inside of the Steam repository for on their servers where if you redeem with your Kickstarter code, you'll get the crazy Goldblum mode, but anyone who buys it after that is stuck with just a fantastic game. Yeah. Right. That, that doesn't have the option to be ruined by Jeff Goldblum textures and sound effects. And you yeah. backers will be getting it before it's yes. ever available, so um, yeah, and so we don't know. We don't know when the game will actually be up for sale to the world yet, but backers will get it first. Yeah, it's also, we'll also get the mode. if you get excited about it, and want to start telling your friends once you've played it. It's probably also not going to be a huge exclusivity window, but not. No, you'll get some time. Yeah, live it up. Turn yeah. on that Goldblum mode and just and then just, turn, just <laughs> be in it. Just yeah, just lap it up. There is one scene in that game. Where when you have Goldblum mode on, it's just glorious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's pretty magnificent. It is a scene that you would want to just perhaps live in for a, a few minutes mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Oh, and you can. About seven minutes. No one will stop you. Goldblum heaven. <laughs> With Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Of course. That's the name of the... So Idle um, Thumbs backers, you, your replay value is through the roof. In that you get, to... you get one additional replay <laughs> yeah. where there's I a bunch of see, Goldblum I shit see, fucked, up, like, f- fucking up the game. Has yeah. been playing 30 Flights of Loving for like 137 hours. Right, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Steam. So, Such yeah. good news. Yeah. So that'll be cool. The, it's funny because the game was like the first thing to be done really, but yep. uh, we were trying to figure out the best way to get it distributed. Like, we were looking at some of the ways that other Kickstarters have distributed games and like we there was one we were going to go yeah. with. And then once well, we started realizing going, God, Steam, I wish it was on Steam. Yeah. And then once it seemed like that could happen, we really just plugged away that until it seemed feasible. Yep. And, yeah. So thanks to Brendan for working out the crazy multi-package unlock stuff with Steam. And also thanks to Steam for being accommodating with doing weird exclusive Kickstarter content through launch codes. So yeah. that's the best. Yeah. That just yep. unbelievable. It's rad. Um, so that's yeah, coming that's incredibly news. soon. Uh, Additional news. News item the third. Sean. Pax. Yes. I thought you were going to do a bumper. Oh. <laughs> it's news. News item the third is that we are confirmed for a live episode of Pax Prime mm-hmm. in Seattle. Um, yep. We know that Pax is already sold out, so that's lame. But also, for those of you who are going, and I'm sure some of you are going, we'll see you at Pax. And we'll be yep. recording it like we did last year. Uh, we'll try to go under or over seven months getting the video out this time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Somewhere in that Based on the... We'll be opening up a pool, s- an over-under pool yeah, yeah. on the so forums. So the two factors people can take into account are how long it took to get the video up last time and how long it took to get all the Kickstarter shit out this time. And just, yeah, it's up to you guys to see how long it'll take. It's probably going to be really quick this year. Fact. Jake's making faces that you can't see, but trust me, they're They re- imply they're that I'm lying. Um, I don't want to lie. But I but I do sometimes. Um, also, since we'll be up in Seattle for that weekend, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of Idle Thumbs meetup that mm-hmm. is open to not just the PAX attendees, but also the people who are going to the Dota and League of Legends events that are also going to be clogging the shit out of Seattle that weekend. Oh, I can finally Hey-oh. buy my international ticket. I have to wait till they go on sale again. Wait, they're not on sale yet. They go on sale on like Windows. They go. They get sold out really. Wait. Fast. So so wait. Really? Yeah. So people who. So there's like some number of people who bought a bunch of PAX tickets because that's when that Dota shit was going to be. But those people might not even theoretically be able to get a ticket to the international. I don't know that for certain, but the way you just articulated it makes me think it's that sad and you. <laughs> <laughs> PAX is going to be. I mean, I'm Bizarre, sure it's going to be PAX yeah. and it's like going to be rad this year. Really I really want it's terrible. It's things I really. I mean, when I don't know how long I've been playing Dota now, but. Had somebody said, um, like, if it's five months, six months ago, add an additional month, that not only would I get into that game, but that I would be kind of eyeing a $50 ticket that I can't even <laughs> to an get to an esports event. What has happened to me? What has this podcast done to me? Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, I'm yeah. going to Maryland. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it just... just Gotta go. I'm coming, Nick. I'll be there, Nick. I'm coming. Oh. Nick will drive you insane with a Dr. Spazzo voice. By the way, I have a speaker that he hides in your apartment somewhere. He's done this before. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so funny. I just would love to go to that. I mean, I don't know why. Oh, I, I know why. I just love to go to Maryland. Really? I love to hang out with Nick Breckenall. Just be with, with him. him. Oh, man. Just be with just, him. Just be there. Just smell See him. See him. Oh, God. Feel just take him in. What it's like. 
And then, so PAX is going to be great. We're really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I think wait, wait, we have a date and time for our panel. Uh, it's Friday at 10.30. Friday at 10.30. A.M. Whoa. A.M. We early. We're going to be part of it. Everybody's going to still have that, like, that we'll doe-eyed look. Wide awake. Oh, man. I'm so excited to be at PAX. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that the first time slot of the show? I don't know. We were the last time slot last time, I think. So this time, we're just <laughs> we'll be, we, we better be Saturday at noon <laughs> next yeah, year. Yeah, start right averaging the these out. Yeah. So uh, that'll be fun. Unfortunately, we won't be talking about any of the games we've played at PAX. We'll have to really... We'll talk about how we're stoked to play games at PAX. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a weird episode. That'll be fun. Jake's a morning person. You are now, actually. A little more. A little more. Yeah. News item the fourth. The fourth. Fourth, 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 fourth. Fourth one. Uh, we are most likely... And we'll probably this will be known or not by the time this episode comes <laughs> I would out. I'd say the odds are incredibly high. We are very likely going to be also doing a live show at QuakeCon, weirdly. So, <laughs> I'm so, so excited. I'm legitimately stoked. I'm so excited we're going to QuakeCon. I, last time I went to QuakeCon was 2001, uh, and I went there because I was working on two mods, one of which was showcased by ID. So, like, that was a hilarious experience. Yeah. Uh, 11 years ago. Yeah. Wow. I, I played, you know, I'm not going to talk about how much Quake or I have or not have not played. A lot? Did you play a lot of Quake 3 Arena? Oh, tons. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get that donk. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm just repeating things I've overheard. Okay. Jake, Jake says that. You do have to get that donk. Oh, I think you said dunk. Donk. Like, what are you talking gotta about? Gotta get that donk. No, oh, donk. Yeah, you need the donk. Yeah, the donk is a very satisfying donk. Yeah. No, the donk is crucial. The donk. I thought had been replaced in my brain. I might have talked about this. I thought the donk had been replaced by the Team Fortress 2 bell, which mm. you also got to get that bell. But then yeah. when I went to that Quake 3 land ding, a few ding, months ding, ding, ago, ding. oh, donk. <laughs> the donk returned. I guess I'll be playing some Quake. I mean, a Quake on. I... I, what do people... What do people play at QuakeCon at this point? <laughs> it's a pretty... It's. I haven't been since like 2005. Okay. Um, but even, even then, it was getting fairly broad in terms of... Yeah, because like when I was at QuakeCon... Quake 3, yep. all textures turned off, all yep. geo levels turned as low as possible, highest fucking possible frame rate and mouse speed, just like a room of just rapid fire murder that made me feel like I didn't know how to play a video game. Until everyone started that. playing Pro Ball, which is a game which just had a ball and no real weapons to speak of, and everyone was just trying to score goals. And that was hilarious and made me feel like a good person. <laughs> I, that was the first I, game I did the UI on. I'm really, yeah. It really is. I'm, go- bad I'm, just, I'm just going to to QuakeCon as like a like a researcher, just to like just just to bend myself. Like an anthropologist. So yeah. here's what's gonna happen though. <laughs> you're no gonna go to QuakeCon. Like, I'm just going as a researcher just to see what it's like, and then you're gonna come out of there like liquid cooled, like f- tricolor <laughs> underlighting your PC, just Quad like Quad Frozer. Yeah, you're gonna come out of there made of fucking Frozers. <laughs> I you're gonna replace the air conditioning in your car with Frozers. <laughs> I can't say I'm not excited, because I am very excited. My experience of QuakeCon is basically just the LAN room at PAX, plus just, like, imagine a very small, weird show floor connected to that, but I'm sure that's not what QuakeCon is anymore. Last time I went to QuakeCon, it was in Mesquite. Wow. It's different. It was double booked with the rodeo. That was awesome. (laughs) Not anymore, though. In Dallas, Fort Worth? Yeah. Yeah. Never been there. They got a building there that's made of glass that has a big hole in it that you can fly a thing through. It looks like it just looks at the place it is now. No, I don't. It's Dallas. The present of Dallas looks like the future of Detroit. The present of Dallas. The present day of Dallas looks like the future of Detroit as depicted in RoboCop. All right. Yes. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) Get ready for that. I'm ready. Um, That's all of our news. But that's a lot of news. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do two live shows in basically a month. Oh man. Badly. Let's assume that the audience overlap between those two events is going to be very low and also assume that it's going to take us infinite time to get the videos up. So the first the first show is basically practice run. The QuakeCon show will be like the dress rehearsal and we'll just perfect all of the We're really talking up QuakeCon. Se- segments. <laughs> I am so excited for QuakeCon. It's disgusting. Also, I guess thank you to Zenimax. If we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's what we say after we get back from Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. We never, but we, for right now, thanks, we Nick. We never asked back. 
Also, this clearly means a confirmed Nick Brecken appearance on our QuakeCon panel. It's fucking better. We're saying it now, so he's... Confirmed Nick Brecken, rumored saxophone. <laughs> I've heard rumblings of a saxophone. Not confirmed. I don't know. Nick told me he might bust out the saxophone. Nick so. told me yeah. for sure he would bring the saxophone. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. He said that he was going to actually kick open the door in the back of the room mm-hmm. with mid-solo. Steve Gaynor will be in the rafters with a rod and reel lowering sunglasses onto his face as he <laughs> kicks at the door. <laughs> and then he'll walk into them. They will detach. And he will play uh, something smoky, I hear. Oh, for sure. Smoky sax? Yeah. yeah. Gotta have it. Never before... Will will something be dealt with to that degree? Never before will oh my ha- has God, it no. been dealt with? You, the entire that whole fucking audience is going to deal with it. Yeah, they are Steve is actually deal. lowering down a weird latticework grid of three hundred pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> they will all lower onto all audience members' faces because Nick Brecken is coming in there with. <laughs> and that if saxophone. some of you aren't able to deal with it, we they'll, apologize in pre- advance. Well, they'll just explode. They'll die. They're pretty <laughs> much. Killed. You're pretty much dead. Yeah. So when we were talking down the QuakeCon panel a few minutes ago, what we actually meant is it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. It's just going to resplendent majesty everywhere in the form right. of a smoky sax played by F. Nick Brecken. That's mainly what'll be different between the QuakeCon panel and the Pax panel because we're pretty sure we're going to well, be arrested Pax, after Nick's- the QuakeCon. <laughs> <panel> <laughs> curse. I was going to say at Pax Nick is playing the soprano sax, which is just a little <laughs> more off-putting, but it's still pretty rad. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to Kenny G it up for a PAX Prime. Mm-hmm. It's going to hold one note Nick the, is gonna, entire, <laughs> the entire first part of the panel. Between QuakeCon and PAX, Nick's going to work on that, so the circular breathing stuff, and we're just going to get the longest. Oh, you said between the two? Well, then we no. turn. No. Oh, from then QuakeCon we, to PAX, Nick will be playing a sustained <laughs> note. We've got an agreement worked out with uh, – well, we tried to have an agreement worked out with TSA. They wouldn't do it. So we're Amtracking Nick from Maryland to Seattle. <laughs> That train car is just going to be a fucking abysmal <laughs> horror. Fucking well, it's branded. It's great. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, every yeah. time we take a it's break in a podcast, I mean, that's lo- when the note, like that's when the note dips back into like a sweet riff, and then when the break ends, he just holds whatever he, oh, the last okay, thing yeah. he was playing, and that keeps going. That's be- out of out of deference to Kenny G's saxophone uh, longest sustained note. Nick breaks it up with thing? some soul. Yeah, Kenny G has the oh, world yeah. record for longest sustained saxophone. Really? Note. Yeah. Yes. How long is it? Forever. Uh, yeah, he's still playing it <laughs> it's right now. Still going. It's a really long. Presumed note. Guinness World. They can't yeah. actually verify until it's over, but it's everyone understands. This. <laughs> Nick's actually sneaking in now, hoping that he can then hoping just, that Kenny G will die. Yeah, and, and then Nick will keep keep going, playing that one note at Kenny G's funeral. And, They'll be and co-record holders. Over. Nick's just going to at Kenny, Kenny G's grave, constantly <laughs> blasting a saxophone nut at his tombstone. Yeah, like the tomb Nick of, is a like the, man. Tomb of yeah. the Forgotten Soldier or Unknown yeah, Soldier. But yeah, but no one's going to fucking forget this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's happening. Yeah, yeah, Nick's a weird guy. Yeah. Anyway, get ready for our QuakeCon through PAX panel sustained saxophone note. So live hopefully show. you can go to QuakeCon because this is obviously going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The least 300 pairs of sunglasses from the roof. Nick Brecken's saxophone solo turns into longest sustained note contains or er, uh, sustains until Seattle, and then beyond, and then beyond, and then, then, beyond. Then, and then <laughs> past the death of Kenny G, <laughs> and indefinitely. I cannot wait to Kenny read G's this panel description. I thought you say I thought you were going to say I can't wait to read the transcript of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until read Nick. What was that? I can't wait to read this episode transcription. <laughs> Nick standing Eric, at no. Kenny G's grave, playing note into grave. What is going on? <laughs> so anyway, in conclusion, Kickstarter worked out. So that's apparently. So that's that's the news segment of this progress yeah. cast. <clears throat> the progress, if you will. Is there an outro bumper for news? I don't know. Why don't you do it, Chris? It's your turn. Dude, you're going to have to just carve that foam. I carved? <laughs> Episode You're just going to have to carve that foam. I did carve it. It didn't carve it aggressively enough. No. You're carving. Your artisanship is poor. I'm not a good foam carver. You're no foam artist. Foam carver is one of my favorite <laughs> 70s jazz musicians slash novelist. Foamy carver. Uh, foam carver is the novelist. Foamy carver is the trumpet <laughs> well, player. Yes. Yeah, that's right. He's foam carver, but then he... Uh, he tried to produce an album, It's Foamy, with Foam Foamy Carver. <laughs> it was not successful. His subsequent novel, also not successful. It kind of ended his career. Right? Yeah. That's why you don't He really killed know. himself, actually, in 1979. Yeah. Didn't you guys who know that about Foam Well, Carver. if you find like early issues of The New Yorker, he's all over that. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he was pretty well respected as a writer of short fiction, but yeah. Right. 
He just he can never really He's break like, through. To he was the American yeah. master of the shorts of the modernist short story. Yeah, yeah. Foam Carver. Yeah. Like, Foam Carver. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. Sixty six through seventy one. Classic Carver. Yeah. It's when he had his musical aspirations. It is writing and his psyche began to take a turn. And his carving. And his whittling. <laughs> yeah. In the final days, all he really did was sit out on the front porch and whittle. Foam. <laughs> that was also yes. not a very successful endeavor. No. 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 So he hung himself. He got a little involved <laughs> at that point when he's, you know, foam carver, carving foam. It just didn't. He kind of he was, actually he was, through the lens of his own short stories. He saw himself as a, as a pitiful character because he realized also everyone else saw him as that. <laughs> he didn't have to look through a lot of lenses. <laughs> Just ah lens, yeah. Through through his eyes, his right. eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor foam, poor Carvey. Gosh. Anyway, anyway, I got to get better at carving this foam on the Also, wall. we just need to dress Nick up like a 70s jazz musician and then make him do That's a true. jazz unveil a jazz saxophone yeah. album called Foamy Carver and Foam Carver. It's Foamy. <laughs> foam, foamy Carver featuring Foam Carver. Yeah, it's Nick. I mean, that's what Jake was saying. Oh, no, I wasn't. See, I've already replaced him in my mind. <laughs> You're just Jake now? No, I was like, that's what Nick, I mean, Jake was saying. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Weren't, you, weren't you insinuating that Foamy Carver teams up with foam carver? no no i was insinuating that foam carver the novelist had musical aspirations and then he became foam foamy carver oh. and released a, sing- a solo album it's foamy okay and it yeah, i mean it is too absurd to think of a world where foam carver and foamy <laughs> carver coexist yeah, that's just silly especially as artists at the top of their craft yeah the same. pretty <laughs> unlikely so that's good at the same time as well and collaborating on an album Somewhere, Foamy Carver is listening to this podcast. We're still this about is this. the worst <laughs> joke. This is not going to be on the podcast, so it's okay. I was—I shouldn't even steal your thunder. Wait, Jake, Jake's thunder. Jake, Jake bought and played a video game again. Is it a? Di- you said it was last week that he did that with Spelunky. Is it a different? Except one? now we've played co-op. Oh, nice. How is it? Tremendous. Yeah, it's Spelunky. Co-op it's good. really good. I haven't yeah. played the uh, the new version yet. It's like the old version. I couldn't really. I never really got into the old version. I think I you'd think, like okay. this one. I think oh, yeah? after your Binding of Isaac times, you uh-huh. would probably enjoy Spelunky more. Okay. Spelunky is basically. I mean, uh, Evan McMillan has said that. Spelunky was an, a big inspiration mm-hmm, on yeah. the making of Binding of Isaac. And I, I guess I haven't played enough. I don't know which things in Spelunky Binding of Isaac took pretty straight up and which of those things are common to to roguelikes in general. But just even like in some maps you'll run into a shopkeep and then there's weird rules about that is a thing that I don't remember from the old Spelunky, but is definitely like was that was that in the PC Spelunky? Yeah, I don't remember. That's definitely in Current Spelunky, and it feels very much like the way that the Binding of Isaac stuff works. Like it feels, I, I want to, I want to go back and play PC Spelunky to see if there's like a leapfrogging of PC Spelunky to Binding of Isaac to mm-hmm, Xbox right. Spelunky. But the feeling of it is very much what if you took the Capcom NES era like Ducktales game and made a roguelike out of it? Obviously, but that the weird extra items and stuff that seem to be in this game make it feel more and more like that to me than even the the original one did. Well, it's like when you play a platformer, it feels like you're traditionally, like, especially like as a classic console gamer, like, different enemies have different properties, so you just learn to, to deal with those guys as they come. And you're yep. like, okay, that guy, I gotta jump on him twice, I gotta watch out for that guy. But they, there's those, there's enemies that you're discovering all the time, but there's also just sort of, like, traps and yeah. environmental features that all when all those collide yeah the thing, are hilarious the thing that i've forgotten <laughs> about from pc spelunky and it's probably just because i didn't play it enough is the amount of crazy systemic collision that happens in spelunky is really good and it actually is really satisfying and i'm sure that's what makes it good it's just it's not the the surface level that people talk about with spelunky is it's the levels randomly generate so you're always on your toes and you learn how to defeat an enemy and you learn the basics of the jumping mechanics and stuff but what what the actual fun of Splunky is, especially at least for us in co-op, was just when it becomes a fucking shit show because of all everything that you possibly thought was going right. to be clever collides and fucks you up. It so, was just like Abbott and Costello visit the tomb. Well, we, ended we up, played. It was I, amazing. I played as the as player one, and in uh, like 
single console Spelunky, that person gets the camera control. So Sean is automatically just relegated to being a second class citizen because I can leave him behind and he can fall yeah. down a pit and the okay, camera doesn't yeah. follow him. But I was yeah. playing. So there's as, no split screen or anything. Yeah, no, no. he has a little flag on him that says yeah. he's basically the uh-huh. center of so the camera. I, I was playing as the main Spelunky character sprite, so I was like happy, like dapper white dude with my safari hat. And then Sean played as turban wearing, like, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like it was amazing. other adventurer who basically that's just, not default, is it? No, no, no. no. no there's you, a choose, couple. you choose your guy. Okay. There's like a girl. There's, a, there's like another yeah, white guy. There's a bunch of like, guys. Sean was like, oh, I totally want to be this guy, and then not knowing the dynamic that would be created <laughs> mechanically. So I am the guy, a guy with a flag out of my backpack, yeah. like running around making these. The also, flag donates it. Yeah. Yeah. that he's our the place. One. You're just you're Hemingway, just running around. Yeah. Exactly. He's the great white hunter, and I am just like, God. What are the names of the people who follow him around in, in uh, Green Hills of Africa? There's a perfect name for like his main dude. You oh, don't come to me. But yeah, I'm that guy. Basically, it's Man Friday, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> it's like, oh, sir, oh, I'll pick this up. I'll carry we, this. Yeah. We, oh, I've got this. We discovered, unfortunately, actually fortunately, that our Spelunky playstyles are also kind of different, where I don't actually give much of a shit. So, like, I'll... It is a perfect... I'm always, like... You're just recharging into shit. Yeah, my playstyle is like, okay, it's, this might fail, and I might lose some health. But I can probably make these two jumps and then whip that bat in the middle of the second jump and then, yeah. like, spin around and drop a rope. And Sean is, on the other hand, like, I will destroy this one block and I'll very carefully go. <laughs> Sean's character is the guy who the actually gold. has to live in the fucking yes, jungle yeah. and, like, understands how this shit works. <laughs> no, you don't so, want to like, do that. You don't so, want to so, do that. No, 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 this no, is no, really... No, no. Oh, God. Oh, oh so God. It being me making <laughs> he would always jump. survive. Yeah. And it would just always backfire on me. Yeah. Where I would, like, throw <laughs> a rope and get That's it. That's how this archetype works. Yeah. Well, like, that, <laughs> it was a perfect... Oh. One, one of the things in at least the Xbox Blunk, and I don't remember if it's in the old one, is... Uh, there's a block type that has a carved face on it, and once it detects movement of any kind, it shoots one arrow. Like, which of course means just murders you. But like, <laughs> I'll make a crazy huge jump across, and I'll trigger that guy, right. and then Sean is following me and just takes the arrow <laughs> and gets killed. And then the way, oh, the way that death works in the co-op Spelunky is you turn into a ghost, so you can just haunt the level, and your, your A button makes you blow things, which will aggro enemies, and it moves things a little bit. But then I have to go, or me, the guy who survives, me, the Great White Hunter. Uh, <laughs> Has to go through the next, uh, into the next level, uh, there's a tile type that has a coffin on it, and then I can, you, you, if I destroy it, he pops out. But then the narrative of that also just obviously kept turning into, oh, hey, thanks, I, ha- I had a guy that looked kind of like you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you remind me of my old assistant, which is just terrible. <laughs> oh, God. It was horrible. Um, but, oh, the, the most extreme, yeah, the most extreme so hilarious one was Sean being like, okay, you gotta just not do this. And I was like, whoa, Because he had one heart held left. We yeah. both had one heart held left. <laughs> what could go wrong? So I make this tremendous jump uh, and land on a tiny platform next to uh, a Spider-Man, cobweb. Yeah. And then we just hear, and an arrow just goes, shink, and just stops in the cobweb like half an inch from my face. <laughs> so, like, we just, yeah. When the environmental things, because the levels are randomly generated, yeah. line up to just create an Indiana Jones moment. Right. Yeah, where oh, that thing just goes, and my guys every penny just of turns around. Anyway. <laughs> and climbs down a rope, and then Sean's just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the co-op in Spelunky really fun it doesn't I don't even like i played it a little bit single player because i was like we played co-op for maybe like a couple hours or whatever yeah and then the next day i was like oh man i gotta play that game again and then i played single player and it's it's great but i didn't it didn't tickle the same itch the antics know? that occur when yeah. there's two people in there fucking stuff up for each other is pretty good it makes yeah. me want to try actually doing three or four player over live because then the camera dynamic wouldn't be the same right but <laughs> The humor of you falling off a cliff and me just wandering around like getting gold while your countdown timer to inevitable death is happening at the bottom of the screen is <laughs> it's good. Oh yeah, it's real fun. It's good. Yeah. If you're the second player though, you you have to play completely differently because you're not in control of the camera. Yeah, you're like just, it's a, you're just like a weird meta game where it's like, well, I just have to stay close to that guy, even if he makes bad choices, which is kind of fun actually if you think about it from a split from a same yeah. screen co-op perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's a good game. Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to play Microsoft Flight Simulator based on our simulation conversation from last episode. Wait, really? Yeah. I was like, I've just been like combing through the simulation games. And I, I mean, a lot of people have sent us like a uh, football manager, which I actually might look into. And uh, part of me is still kind of interested in the cycling manager. But uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Simulator, I didn't know this as of... The new one, you mean? Microsoft yeah. Flight. Yeah. Microsoft Flight. Yeah. Sorry. As of April is free to play. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. Yeah, so they, they I'm actually just, downloading they it right like now. Started over that 
franchise, basically. Yeah, and then yeah. there's all these like. And you know the creative director on that and... is uh, Hoagie De La Plante, who was on the uh, Bioshock games. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. He's a pilot. He's a former. Well, I mean, not former. He's he's an actual pilot. He has a biplane that he flies that he owns, and uh, like people from Two K Marin have like flown around in it with him. And he, Microsoft hired him to come be creative director on Microsoft Flight. Because That's awesome. he's like a super cool, talented, experienced video game guy and also a pilot. Yeah, it's awesome. And he loves flying. You know, he flies all the time. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. I mean, it's probably should make a habit of talking of talking about games we're going to play. Yeah, this you, will have, be a very, you have to actually play it. This will be a very uninteresting podcast. But uh, yeah, I'm going to get into the free-to-play aspect of that and see, what's, see what, what treasures they're in. Yeah. I mean, just the pedigree of the creative director makes me excited. That's mm-hmm. pretty rad. But uh they make a very clear point in like the first bullet of the marketing like copy where it's like you can play with your mouse. You don't need a crazy stick. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Well, it's so funny because I always grew up like I when I grew up, I played flight sims and I played like X-Wing and TIE Fighter, right. you know, space combat sims, all that kind of stuff. And I never used a joystick for any of them because I didn't have one. And at one point I got a like used a joystick and the port was so bad that it didn't like the the plug in the back. Like the little screws that you would screw into mm-hmm. your like joystick port, whatever the like serial, whatever the hell it was. It was joystick port, maybe um, game port, game port. Yeah, it would it would like fall out, and I would I would use it. And why it does would, anyone like this? And what was funny is that even when it would stay in, I had gone so many years just using the mouse and keyboard, like doing the thing where you're pawing, you're like pawing on the table basically right. with the mouse because pull up, pulling pull it up. back, and then you have to like lift it up, put it back at the top right. of the table, pull it back again. It's just, um, I was so accustomed to that. That the joystick was like overwhelming to me. Like the fact that you just tilted it a bit and it would, and you would like shoot, it would like pull way back as if you had just moved the mouse like four meters, like at once. It was so unwieldy. I just couldn't do it. And I went back to the mouse. And like ever since then, I've never been able to use a flight stick to play a flight game. Gosh, I can't get into this. Because I'll buy a joint. buy a flight stick. <laughs> You're gonna get the kind the that has like the flip up plastic lever on top with the launch missile yeah. slash oh, ejector seat. I'm gonna button. like use these the, the office tools and just build like a capsule <laughs> that yeah. becomes like a we piper come into cup. The Apple Thumbs office. We've <laughs> actually replaced it with a full replica 737 yeah. cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Then we do a Saturday stream where it's still just the, the computer capture. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This bat worse audio. Saturday also- stream. Yeah, speaking of that. Minecraft. That game. Yeah. That we was went on the so good. Sorry, we went on the auto yeah, yeah. We went on the Idle Thumbs Minecraft server, which uh you can find the details for it at idlemc.com or if you're in Minecraft the game, the server address is game.idlemc.com. Yep. And um you can watch the video of our uh our stream on twitch.tv slash idle thumbs. And that was fun. We just went on the Idle Thumbs server and kind of walked around. And um, Doug was there, uh, and uh, Icebreaker, uh, whose name looks like Yizbreaker, yep. was there. Um, there were two of the admins on there. Two of the admins, and they were both really helpful tour guides showing us around. And uh, there were a bunch of people on. It was really fun. I know, Chris, you and Sean have played a little bit of Minecraft, but that was probably one of your longest extended chunks in Minecraft. Is that true? Or have you played more saying. than that? Just the Saturday oh yeah, stream. no, I haven't actually played Minecraft all that much. Yeah, yeah that, that was, that was longer, probably the longest stint was, either of you guys yeah, had had. Pr- probably so. Yeah, uh-huh. you played a little bit when you made your when you made your hut, your underground hut. Still working on it. I'm calling it a hut. You know, it's not though. What did we talk about yesterday? What are we gonna make that thing? We? What are you gonna do? Don't make any promises. Don't write a check here that you can't cash. Jake and I are building a secret underground casino. <laughs> I am not involved in the creation of this casino. He said he would help. <laughs> I was just going to say one of the cool things about doing the stream was that because so this was very different to like when we were streaming Super Black Bass, for example, and like uh, take but, Super Black Bass as, as a random example. Well, so, for example, when we streamed Super Black Bass, it was like, I assume, 99 or more percent just Idle Thumbs listeners. And then when we we're streaming Bioshock, I'm sure it was a, a whole lot of non obviously a lot of Idle Thumbs listeners there, but also a whole lot of non-Idle Thumbs people as well. And the interesting thing about the Minecraft one is that because Minecraft is the kind of game that people stream on Twitch TV all the time, it's probably outside of esports, it's probably one of their most streamed games, maybe yeah. even their most streamed outside of esports, I'd be willing to, to, to guess. And uh, because of that, there were clearly a number of people who would just pop, like, come find the stream and then actually just come onto the server 
when we were playing it who had right. never heard of Idle Thumbs before and didn't know what this was, but just saw someone streaming this on Twitch TV. And people came in and they were like, oh, man, this this server is really cool. Like, this stuff's awesome. Like, there were a bunch of – I noticed several people who clearly were just newcomers who were really impressed by the server, which was awesome to see because yep. – Because we have no idea. Like – I, I, I I'm almost entirely familiar with Minecraft through the Idle Thumb server. Yeah, like yeah, that's really my only, only exposure to Minecraft. This yeah. server also like I played a lot more last year uh, when we ran the previous iteration of the server, which had like six six different rerolls of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this of is the seventh one. This is the seventh one, um, and those were all they all had different sort of themes and different things that came out. But this one has some of the craziest looking stuff that people have made. That robot out in the middle of the jungle. Oh my oh god! We Gosh. we ended the stream. They kept saying, "You guys got to check out the you got to check out this crazy spring, and you got to check out this robot in the jungle." We never saw the spring until later, and it's fine. It's pretty good. Someone, I'll talk about that for half a sec. Someone did actually make a full just spiral at a forty five degree tilt coming out of the earth. It's huge <laughs> and it's amazing. Nice. We saw it later, but we're like, okay, yeah, yeah we'll see this robot. Oh my god, that robot! Well, the best thing about encountering is we didn't know what we'd found really, and so yeah, yeah we were exactly just we were led like through the jungle life. by the server admins. Yeah, so you're, we're we're going through this we're going through this jungle like deep, you know, just the brush all around us, and we come out and there's like it's kind of this waterfall, this uh, with these kind of stone outcroppings and water dripping through, and like in between the we cracks of the stone, the tree and parallax out of the way, and we're like, oh. Fuck. Well, then we, then yeah, as we like look up, like emerging from this jungle, you know, we look up and it's like in the morning, right? And yeah. we, we come out and we realize that that little waterfall and those outcroppings are fingers from a giant stone like hand outstretched with, yeah, hand. outstretched hand with water like running out between the fingers connected via just an incredibly long arm to a huge torso with a huge like Easter Island head yep. on the top well, of it. And then, and then, and then, and we said, and then, yeah, and then we realized, like, one of the just, like, is like, oh, you've tiers. been standing on his leg for like yeah. the last like five minutes. And so we, this tiered series of realizations. Yeah, then we, like, turn, turn and we around and back. behind us, there's like a little bit of a jungle tree and then behind it, there's a huge fucking foot that we had just walked yeah. past and not So we noticed. realized we were standing on the leg of a giant lording statue. Yeah. <laughs> like this massive stone idol was just lording it up in the middle of this well, yeah, because his this other jungle. arm is even actually perched over like a tree. A tree, like, yeah, it's resting it on a over, tree. Yeah. Over a tree trunk and then the tree had started to grow up around the arm over time. Like, yeah. what? It's amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's a good server. You should go to it. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of other good stuff. There's a, there's a big-ass blimp the fuck Nick two. We didn't have time. To- we didn't end up no. seeing it on the stream. We, but go check it out. It's, yeah. We might it's, have to do a second tour. Yeah, we may. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a second, do a second tour. Doing the yeah. tour also actually brought a lot more people onto the server, which mm-hmm. is great. And if you go to the server, um, you'll you'll realize quickly that you don't have build permissions, and there's probably you. It seems like some people can't even often figure out how to actually get out into the main world. So um, go onto the forums and message uh, Tobacco. Who, that's Doug, yep. and uh, that's T A B A C C O. Um, or if he's, or if he or or Icebreaker is in the game, yeah. You can just if you, if you go onto the yeah. server and it seems like there's some people there, just ask if you can have permissions to build. Otherwise, you're just you're relegated to a pretty hardcore tourist mode because we used to have the server open with more permissions, and the inevitable result is that some random person would just show up and be just a troll and just carve holes in everyone's stuff and. Um, it's a server that does have crazy admin permissions where people fly around and stuff, but a lot of the people who play on it try pretty hard to stay legit Minecraft where people, like, yeah, there's that one of, crazy, that like, is... pagoda-esque thing where someone went into the nether, which is the crazy, like, hell underworld, mined all of that insane, like, red, like, red sort of maroon rock enough to build this huge house out of it that's insane like looking. It's like a floating anvil. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That thing it's is kind of like wild. pagoda-esque, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Anyway. A waterfall inside of it. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, apparently most of the stuff on the server, server was actually built legitimately without yep. using, the, um, you know, whatever. The big know, crazy tools. tree at, at the spawn was, I think, done through a lot of admin hacking uh, because it is... <laughs> it, it went up fast. It's, it's a tree trunk yeah. that went up within three seconds that goes to the newly, like... Hugely increased ceiling height that Minecraft added a few months ago. So it's, um, and if you look in the branches of the tree made out of lanterns, you can see the words "fuck Nick," <laughs> because every Idle Thumbs Minecraft server has to have at least one sign. And you'll start inside that tree. No, brand new people. The first time on the server, mm. you get dropped into a like little tutorial dungeon that explains what's going on with the server, oh, and cool. it tells you to type slash spawn to jump into the spawn. At which point, you go to the Idle Thumbs library. Yes, uh, which is in the middle of the tree, and then you have to climb down. But yeah, everybody on there is like super duper helpful. So yep. 
mm-hmm. join and yeah, you'll so get check that out if you play Minecraft. And, yeah. yeah. And if you don't play Minecraft, this is a good place to start. Yeah, help Sean build his underground James Bond villain casino over a floating pool of lava. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, so that's that. Yeah, that was rad. We'll do another stream. I don't know. Probably not. I guess we can't do it this weekend. We might take a couple weeks off, actually, because of weird scheduling stuff. But we'll see what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah. I've been playing Offspring Fling the last few days. Have you guys played that? I don't know what that game is even. No. It's really, it's interesting because it's it's a breed of game that I feel like is not, is, is almost gone at this point. It's it's the kind of game that people used to make when talking about indie games. Where now indie is like, on the one, uh, you know, depending on how you're interpreting the term, it's either like a really broad category that includes tons of different things or it's like a particular kind of like precious aesthetic or it's you know, braid it's, or bastion basically mm-hmm, right but there's um the, when if you remember the kind of games people used to enter in the igf like years ago well that's like of the diner dash vintage almost. exactly yeah, yeah stuff like that this game is like it's like that it's one guy i well i think he, he didn't do the music but one guy did pretty much everything kyle pulver um he's made a lot of like ludum dare games and stuff like that and it's just a like really tight really good self-contained little puzzle game um that i think i think it's developed in flash actually but it's a you know an executable you get through steam and it was developed the other thing that's that's remarkable about it which is what makes it kind of similar to that category so i might have actually developed developed it for pc and mac uh, whereas you look at a game like this now and you assume oh that's just an ios game it looks like a thing that you put on a phone or or whatever 11 months ago you assume it's a facebook game right yeah and so it's just it's weird to be playing a game like this in 2012 that is an indie game that is a puzzle game that has this sort of cute aesthetic to it that some guy made to sell on services like Steam. Right. Like, it's just not the kind of thing people do in 2012. But it's really, really good, and I'm really glad he did it. Uh, what, like, what's the what's going on? So you you play a creature. It's like mother creature, I guess. It's just mm. a round, like, crazy monster thing. And your offspring, your little kids, are scattered all around the level. And you pick them up, and you can throw them straight horizontally left or right and they'll just they'll just go in a straight line until they hit some kind of obstacle and then they'll fall and so the the puzzles of the game are like how do you get all you and all your children to the exit of the level like once all your children have gone through the exit door and then you also have gone through the exit door then you've completed the level okay and so that you know you can throw them at switches that you can't reach yourself and like if you're carrying too many of them you can't jump very high and like you can you know, you also can't get through small spaces if you're carrying a bunch of them because that makes you really tall. And like, so it's all about how do you, how do you like throw these guys? How do you throw all these little creatures in the right way? And how do you position everything correctly? It's, it's, you know, just kind of one of those puzzle games where you've got the level in front of you and you look at it and you're like, all right, like a- I think I can throw this guy at that yeah. switch, then like run over here and like throw this one at that and then run underneath and catch him after he, as he falls, after he's hit this side of the wall and like, jump and intercept the one you know it's one of those puzzle games where it's got all just that running jumping pressing switches fitting through things throwing yep. things at things just and it's hard to concisely sum up because he does introduce so many different uh tasks over the course of the game but i mean they're all based on this very very straightforward mechanics of just running around jumping picking up your offspring throwing them like all the building blocks of the game are really easy right. to grasp and easy to understand but you know he like any good puzzle designer he stitches them together in really interesting and increasingly diverse ways over the course of the game. And it's, um, so it's been interesting to me for two reasons. One, because it's just a really solid game that's really well designed and obviously made by somebody who has, you know, made a bunch of games before and knows, has just a good grasp of mechanics, but also because it just feels so out of character with what like a one man indie game dev team would be doing. It's a deliberate retro effort to, (laughs) 2008 right exactly yeah it's a thing like 2006 even maybe it's like it's the funny thing about it is that it's not an era that anybody that there's any like retro fetishism wrapped up around because it's not a defined enough era for that to even exist it's just like oh yeah it's when in any game was just kind of like a interesting thing someone would make for a computer like that's just not you know like an indie game now if you're making it for the pc if you're making it for computers, it's probably going to be something more ambitious or like something with a crazy aesthetic to it or something that you're going to like drum up hype around in some way, or it's going to be some like three multiplayer thing or some free to play or like well, this a can... Lord's management game or whatever. But <laughs> this, this can go one of two ways though. Now he's either going to license it out to the, to SpongeBob 
offspring playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it's going like it'll get picked up uh like by the indie fund and there's going to be a crazy pixel art pastel like <laughs> precious version of this where it turns out that it's actually this the story of this like forlorn mother who keeps losing her children. <laughs> right. Um yeah. This is just this is just sort of just a real mom. Sorry, just when you said <laughs> forlorn mother, I just imagined just some sort of sad like well, that like would be that's like the that's like the tale of tales version. It's right, just yeah. like an actual, really detailed render of just a mother, just Sophie's choice nonstop. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just every level. It's just yeah. This is just laying the groundwork of the offspring, fran- offspring fling franchise. Mm-hmm. And then he's just going to see which direction it's worth taking. Like, are you going <laughs> right. to go get the Majesco? Like, it includes a SpongeBob video that you can play on your GBA uh, along with <laughs> the game. That sounds like a good pack in. That was Majesco's thing for a little bit. There, wasn't it where you get that Game Boy cartridge that includes three SpongeBob episodes or whatever. Yeah, they just they released the Game Boy Video, which was just yeah, video videos instead of buying them on a VHS or whatever. You just got them on a GBA cartridge. Well, you know, I mean, uh, the whatever it is, UMDs were the hot shit right then. You could beat that with that's true with a 160 by 120 SpongeBob. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this this game was cool. The reading a Squidward. Is that how that game yeah. goes? Yeah, fling a squid. Well, that's what it's called now. Fling a squid. It's done, renamed, rebranded. Gosh, that was fast. We're good at this. Squidward, <laughs> I think, is the name of the guy in Squidward. Like the guy who's like pink. His name is Squidward. Like Edward, but with a squid. Oh, Squidward. oh, oh! I thought like squid, like like word, like a word, like a unit of a sentence. I thought. It's oh, it's a squid word. Like a squ- like a thing a squid says. Uh huh. That's, that's what I thought you said. I don't know. I, I don't see, fucking I know what that. a cartoon I see that. is. That's what you thought. Uh, yeah. You know what a cartoon is? I don't, apparently. Oh, it's a series of drawings. They didn't ask mm. you that. They, they play it quickly. Do you know what a cartoon is? <laughs> Do you know what a cartoon is? No. Mm, I don't think it's right for us. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to have some closing thoughts about uh, Fling a Squidward? Oh, um, I mean... It's a good game. The reason I picked it up is just because it was on sale on Steam this week for like three dollars. Um, it's probably not very much more than that now. Like I assume it's only six dollars or something now. I I guess it was probably fifty percent off. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Offspring Fling. It's really fun. And actually, if you go to the website, if you just search for Offspring Fling, um, because it's developed in Flash, there's a one level demo that's on the website. And the really great thing about the demo on the website is that it isn't just the first level where all, all you do is like walk from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen, which is a really common thing when people do demos with puzzle games. It's a, a really amazingly well-crafted demo where it, it starts off with all the little things like this is how you walk left and right, this is how you jump, and then by the end you're doing full-on puzzle stuff all in one level, and it's not a level from the game. I, I, this is not interesting. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I was no, just really good. impressed by like the, the, how the guy actually managed to include a lot of what's actually good about a good level of this game with tutorial stuff into a single screen demo level on his website, like embedded on his website. It's just like the most ideal possible way he could, you know, give you a little bit of the game. We've probably talked about this, but that it reminds me only because of self-contained demo that's entirely different. Do you remember the demo for Half-Life 1? Oh, God. I don't... I, don't, I mean, I played it, but I don't remember. Off the it's top like of its head. own completely separate Half-Life mini little vignette that's never in the main game that's about like gordon freeman running around in this area full of shipping containers and stuff it's really oh, really because half like one has the um like the hazard course which is like learn how to jump and stuff mm-hmm, but then yeah. the demo i think maybe includes that but then just includes this other insane like <laughs> is that canon i imagine it's not canon <laughs> or maybe it is maybe half-life demo source <laughs> <laughs> who's to say well there's that part in half-life one where uh, the big garage doors open up and the military invades. Right. And mm-hmm. presumably right then, Gordon blacks out. And the assumption is that he just wakes up on the stretcher. But what actually happens is he goes into crazy Gordon rage mode where he tears out through that garage and, and goes on a crazy adventure out by the shipping containers, shipping containers. Out there. You know what's fucking weird about that, that you say that? Did you guys play uh, Did you guys play Deus Ex Human Revolution? Not enough of it. Yeah. Okay, so... I wrote The Descent. Yeah, right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Sean, <laughs> Sean wrote The Descending wrote the Opinion on the Game of the Year. We played a little <laughs> yeah. bit of it and, uh, yeah. and or hated it. Well, whatever. It's a good game. But anyway, the um, there's a moment in that game where you are on, like, a ship and you're, you're you know, going somewhere. And the game just, just cuts. Like, it just leaves an amount of time and then you right. arrive at your place. And I assumed when I played the game that you just go into, like... 
deep sleep or like just right. whatever. I don't know. I assume it's just what, yeah, whatever. Just oh, you're just not doing stuff. But then they released DLC for the game that is Ship Venture. Yeah. And it's seriously, I couldn't even complain. I loved Deus Ex 3. I played that game through like three times. I could not get more than like an hour into the DLC because all it is, as far as I can tell, is you being on this ship and just climbing up and down shipping containers. So maybe this is just what happens to video game characters when they black out is they just go to like just the like just the prime video game right. environment, which is just like rectangle. It's actually yeah, this crate. The crazy <laughs> twist is when someone actually makes the YouTube playthrough that the Half-Life 1 demo shipping containers are arranged in the exact same way <laughs> as, as the, the Deus Ex DLC ones, which are also secretly uh, a Mirror's Edge Hazard Course <laughs> DLC. And it's actually this shared dream between all these right. video game protagonists the, where they the, all go to this one place that is just the perfect arrangement of cubes for spatial traversal. Right. Yeah. That, the BSP is, in fact, identical. Yeah. It's just say, different textures say, and shaders. Probably that, in yeah. like a, like, it's actually probably a model level. It's, and the, like a it's BSP the Wilhelm scream. Somewhere. It's the Wilhelm scream of the the first person shooter level designer world, where yeah. it's like, yeah, man, you gotta get your you gotta get your shipping continue. You gotta get your um, blackout level in there. You gotta, you gotta do it. It's what does the character of, dream about? They dream about this exact configuration of shipping containers. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. Well, you want to make the, video games, kid? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Saint Elsewhere theory right. <laughs> of like this is why all video game first person shooters take place in the same world. Uh, yeah. It's because in, all of their protagonists have dreamed of this one. This is like their David Lynch just fucking yeah. obsession. Well, when they first launched the Halo multiplayer level editor, it was ship- those shipping containers. That's true. That? Oh my god! Yeah. Master Chief dreams of. <laughs> oh my god! It's all coming together. Yeah. So, in the Peter Molyneux version of this, that the games industry can't actually afford, but the, the secret cabal, like you yeah. play as the shipping container, well, no, just swallows no, up protagonists the, and sends like, them on a magical journey of the mind. In the secret undercolony, where all AAA game developers have their like toil, have their, like, yeah, no, where they have their where they have their oh. meetings, like in the in the val, in oh, the, like the, the Illuminati, yeah, yeah, the game they, Illuminati. They they talk about this space. And every single time that one of these games has come out, they've talked uh, about actually connecting them together, so that these characters have a physically shared dream. And but that's what, the some, someone dream always one. what like yeah. tamps tamps that down. Always, always, yeah. No, 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 I can't do it. Uh-huh. But you know, like if if you believe enough, you can see Master Chief and Gordon Freeman. Uh, well, in sometimes, your edge so sometimes if you get really close to like the wall to the geometry and the texture kind of flickers and you're getting oh, right, like the Z fighting play, like, you yeah, you'll get a little not. bit of clipping and you'll see a little bit of like Mirror's Edge from weirdly from Half-Life 1 demo it's yeah, pretty crazy it's crazy when the, you get the camera too close and it hits the clip plane and you can see mm-hmm. inside of the shipping container you see the on the back facing polys uh, in Mirror's Edge you see the Half-Life 1 ones because oh, and they vice just, versa yeah they oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah it goes way this goes way back yeah this is why every video game is the same. Is because they've all just been planning this this, <laughs> this, the, this crazy meta reveal. Yeah, it somehow makes it nicer that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's on purpose. Oh, thank God. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I thought this was <laughs> just. Stupid. Oh, I thought this was just all that anyone is capable of. Do- oh, no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, let's just. Hey, talk we about like video games. Also. These games are all garbage. Half-Life 1, <laughs> yeah, Half-Life, Deus Ex, Mirror's Edge, whatever, Halo 2, just shit. This is this is the dregs of the video game industry we're talking about here. Anyway, you guys ready for QuakeCon? <laughs> I can't wait for QuakeCon because our panel we can is going we can fucking we can blow the lid on this, this whole <laughs> years of research. This is what the Adam Thumbs Kickstarter was for. Secretly, yeah. Carmack is gonna, is gonna fucking, yeah, he's gonna burst through the door right, like and just tr- like keep out. The, yeah, shut this down right now. <laughs> you can't silence us. <laughs> We're talking about shipping containers in first-person shooter <laughs> environments. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Carry on. Oh, no, that's completely okay. Yeah, everyone has no, that's, those. That's fine. Those are everywhere. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the other thing. What? 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 Uh, I'm, uh, um... <laughs> Jetpacks. Yeah, already just... Somehow we've already been trank-darted by QuakeCon volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> we wake up... In a shipping container. <laughs> 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 then we get out and realize that it's that's we're in the this we're in place. that level. Like, yeah, I know oh my this. God. My years of training have prepared me. <laughs> Over here, there's a red shipping container, yeah. and there's two guys behind it. <laughs> if this is Half Life, we have a crossbow. If it's Deus Ex, we have what we brought in with us. 
of wits. If it's Mirror's Edge, we've got nothing. <laughs> we've got these fucking. Dum, dum. I, I got, got my gloves. Those glove shoes. Yeah, <laughs> those shoes that look like gloves. <laughs> if it's <laughs> we could, if it's Mirror's Edge, we've got these glove shoes. These rainbow glove socks. It's all we could. It's all we could muster. Carmack left us. He didn't it, play Mirror's Edge. If it's Halo, we've got Vibram five fingers. You can't see it in the game because they didn't model legs. <laughs> What? Good. <laughs> Probably a Master Chief wears. Underneath those, those Under, underneath shoes, his big crazy. When armor. his boots sort of Iron Man suit their way off of his. Oh, body. they did model legs in Halo. That's like the one they finally fucking yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, horrible. Yeah. It's okay. Well, yeah. whatever. That's what he's wearing underneath there. <laughs> in, the, in the Master Chief suit up sequence, <laughs> just squeeze. It molds the it molds the rubber around his foot like those crazy machines where it's like yeah, machine. exactly. Yeah. Oh, those things are gross. Anyway, especially when on Master Chief's just stanky feet. Oh yeah, well, that his, rubber is cracked and all, like that. Yeah, Ugh. all that fucking moisture in there. Ugh. Master Chief sweat in his toe socks. Yeah, this is taking a turn. It's taking a turn. <laughs> oh man, there was an amazing headline on. Uh, speaking of like, speaking of speaking of taking a turn. Sometimes <laughs> when people pick up a thread with the, in the manner that which you just did. My face gets all shock and on because I can't imagine what that just triggered. <laughs> like, well, how is that? Like, there's this headline. Like, like, whatever he says next was going to be fascinating. No, it's not. But I was just like, speaking of, you know. Going, said Halo 4 is coming going, soon. <laughs> going back to the, uh, the the news headline with a question mark always being no. Um, there was a really good one in a like official Xbox magazine that was lying around the office the other day. And it was like... A new, a new non-Master Chief hero for Halo 4? Question mark? And then that's on the front page and you open up and you go to the thing and every fucking picture is just Master Chief. <laughs> like, no, what? No, no, no. It's oh, Master Chief still the protagonist of the yeah, Halo series. Yes. So anyway, that's it. Sorry, Sean, I didn't blow your mind with that. <laughs> that's okay. Is Ma- okay, so that reminds me. Is Master Chief the protagonist <laughs> in Halo 4? Yes. <laughs> oh, you play as Master Chief still in Halo. Don't worry. <clears throat> Maybe it's not. Maybe a bunch of Vital Thumbs readers will write in and be like, no, this, is, this isn't this is John 546. Our readers, to all of our readers who love the Halo content and have read all the Halo novels, send that email directly to Chris. <laughs> send, the, send the anthrax or box that you open that then just sprays a gas plume in your face. Oh, What's this from say, a reader? I thought you were going to say just one of those snakes. Oh, or it's the, like a walnut the box, snake. The box with the sliding lid, though, when you open it, a snake comes out and pinches your thumb. What? what is that? What is, what? is that a, what is thing? a different? He's talking about the jar. I'm just talking about like a party. Oh no! I'm, like, I'm talking out. about like the classic little thing that you buy in like uh, like a kid's toy like tourist stand in Tijuana, where it's like a little, it's a little <laughs> <laughs> a kid's. Oh, like, no, 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 no. Fao Schwartz Tijuana. No, no, what? It's like they've got the like, they'll sell you the little tiny violin. <laughs> Come on, guys! Clearly, you were tiny, all in Tijuana when you were seven. <laughs> That's where my parents would just drop me off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun day. Get some jumping beans. Get the little wooden box with the little wood snake that comes and pinches your hand. <laughs> anyway, this is a video game podcast, right? Video games. And then we're gonna put all that stuff in about Foamy Carruthers or whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> <laughs> Foamy Carruthers. That's way better. That's, that's than whatever the fuck it was. That's the Foamy actual. Carver. That's the actual. Yeah, Foamy Carver is fine, but Foamy Carruthers is the actual fucking blues musician that this guy tried to <laughs> ape when putting out this album. People like, well, Foamy Carver is the character in the movie. God, you guys, the whole fucking time you were talking about Foamy Carruthers. Oh, oh, Foam Carver's the author. Foamy, Foamy Carruthers, Carruthers is the musician. Is the music- that's what we all oh, we got. We damn it! It, it seemed like too much of a coincidence that they were both named Carver. And, uh, New Kickstarter. <laughs> Get Jake a new brain. Bury Jake Rodkin. Hatch a Brecken. Hatch a Brecken. <laughs> Episode sixteen. Episode sixteen. Hatch a Brecken. Hatch a Brecken. Oh, Hatch a Brecken. Is that a Pokemon? Yes. Yeah. Squirtle. Charmander. Hatch a Brecken evolves to Hatch a Breedon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Evolves to fuck a Brecken. <laughs> It's weird that Nick is the only one without a nickname. I guess it's fuck Nick. Oh, man. You almost had me. I know. Oh, my God. I was like, I can't get rid of him. I can't shake him. I can't shake him. Oh, my gosh. Stay on target. I know. Stay on target. What? That's the guy? 
it's there. Stereo target. target. <laughs> Your computer's <laughs> off. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Something wrong. <laughs> All of Star Wars would have been better if people were casually smoking cigarettes like <laughs> Mad Men. Are they all the news items? Oh, yeah. Oh, send in reader mail. That's a thing we're going to do again, always. Oh, yeah. Send us in reader mail. Questions at idlethumb.net. We'll probably kick off with some of the archived reader mail. Questions at idlethumbs.net. It's not singular. Uh, Oh, well, that's just my alias is questions at idlethumb.net. We don't know that domain. getting there? Oh, weird shit. (laughs) You don't even want to know. Yeah. It's also probably worth noting that... uh, we are planning the Ruination cast, but it'll be after when we bring yeah. the uh, Ruination the cast coming back. a little later. Yeah, the Ruination cast will yeah, be closer to the site launch, probably. Uh, so, send your emails to questions at thumbs.net. Make Chris make a groaning sound effect right now by calling 55WizardOn and leaving us a voicemail. Oh. <laughs> it was involuntary. <laughs> I couldn't not do it. Uh, anyway, thanks. See you guys. Don't actually call that phone number unless you really want to. We might not check it anymore. I'll check it and I'll email. I'll email. Yeah, I don't want people. Uh... Anyway, I'll be checking five five wizard on and then sending emails and tweets with those messages to Chris. Is this still recording? Something smoky, I hear. Oh, for sure, smoky sax. Yeah, yeah, gotta have it. Something smoky, I hear. Oh, for sure, smoky sax. Yeah, yeah, gotta have it. Something smoky, I hear. Oh, for sure, smoky sax. Yeah, yeah, gotta have it. Something smoky, I hear. Oh, for sure, smoky sax. Yeah, yeah, gotta have it. Something smoky, I hear. Oh, for sure, smoky sax. Yeah, yeah, gotta have it. Something smoky.